Welcome back to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Add your voice to the discussion. Email hello at blindguytalkstech.com or call and leave us a voicemail on 0204-571-3354. Hello and welcome to another episode of Blind Guy Talks Tech. I am that blind guy, Stephen Scott, and with me, that other blind guy, Sean Priest. Hello, other blind guy. Hello, the blind guy. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, we haven't really thought this through, have we? I mean, it's, no. it gets a bit complicated after a while. <laughs> My favourite one is when people email in and they say, hello, blind guys and gal. Referring to oh, Sally, no. you see. Yeah, that's true, though. That's right. I mean, you know, it's it's they are correct. Just one. Just, we just got one woman. Yeah, well, so far, you know, more will come. Really? No. <laughs> You've said that a lot in your life. Trust me, I, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Stop um, it. Today, we're going to talk about something which is really cool. And actually, do you know what? We should have got Sally in for this, because I think she would have enjoyed this chat as well. Uh, this is about a home theatre today. Home theatre and uh, getting the best sound. And I've got to say, I am intrigued by this, because I've not gone down the route. Believe it or not, yes, me, I've not bought something for once. Um, and that is a home theatre kit. I mean, I had one years ago. I had an old Sony one where, you know, you remember those ones that you'd get and you'd have like five speakers and they'd all have cables running yeah, all around the house and you'd be tripping over them and, you know, or you'd get those little stands where you'd screw the speaker in so it would give it some height. And it was all very nice. I just, it was like, you know, and, and you'd always end up with, you know, usually in my case, when the last time I had it, I had my dad over and he was just, you know, we just ended up shouting at each other for the best part of an hour. Um, you know, while my mother and my uh, my wife hid out the way in the in the other room, just saying, just let them get on with it; they'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's changed a lot, frankly, uh, a lot since then. And um, I got a brilliant email in from one of our listeners, Alan McDonald, uh, who stays in a beautiful part of Scotland, which I've I've been to many a time, uh, called Oban. Um, hooray for Oban, I say! And mm. um, Alan wrote in this fantastic email. And it was, it was one of those emails which, you know, I, I had a cup of tea and I managed to finish the cup of tea by the time Ava had finished reading it to me. Uh, Dissertation. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it was brilliant. And I, I was really enjoying it. But I thought, I could read this. I'd have to do it in stages, maybe do it in fits and starts. Um, but I'm not going to do it any justice. So I thought, let's get Alan on and let's talk about this because what he was saying was far more interesting than I could make sound interesting by reading his email. So we've got him here, Alan, uh, all the way from Oban in Scotland. <laughs> How are you, Alan? <laughs> Morning, lads. How are you? It's a slightly dreary day here in Oban, but as uh, Billy Connolly would say, if you don't like the weather in Scotland, wait five minutes. Well, that's right. I mean, I went out the other day. It was <laughs> sunny, and I said, I went to the taxi, and I said to the guy, He's one of those you know, one of those taxi drivers that, you know, no matter what you said to him, he would be miserable. Yes. Uh, so it's like, you know, oh, you know, I, I won the lottery last night. Did you, driver? Yeah, I won a million quid, but I put a fiver to it to pay off the bills. One of those, you know. <laughs> Everything's got a misery attached to it. Uh, and it was a bit like that with him. He's like, I, I said, you know, it's a beautiful day. And he said, you'll probably snow later. And it did. It wow. actually did. I was sitting here, we were just finishing up recordings, and the snow started pelting down. It was amazing. Uh, so, yes, you're absolutely right. But Oban's a beautiful place. It is a beautiful place. I've been up there a, a number of times. Um, we've got some family up there. And, um, yeah, it's just a really nice place to go. It's a beautiful train journey from uh, Glasgow all the way up, uh, which I strongly encourage. The old... Uh, is that the West Coast Main Line? 
It is, it is, yeah. and you can carry on and go further up. Well, if, if you split an open to Crane Larrick, you can go up to Fort William and Malig and do the proper, mm-hmm. the full on West Highland as well. And you can get the Hogwarts Express if you go that far up as well with the steel train from yeah. William to Malig, which is a big tourist attraction as well. I think uh, someone's angling for a, a uh, invite here. Are we going up there, Stephen? Do you want, you want to go up to Open? Do you want to go see Alan? It sounds Alan? beautiful. It's a oh, beautiful absolutely. place. I mean, it really is, honestly. It's I remember I used to get the train up there all the time, and it was not, not to open, but to Crean Larrach. And I remember um, the, the, on the tourist season, you would have all these people from all over the world and, of course, cameras everywhere. And the train, they would just stop the train. Now, it was a single track. There was no way the trains could pass, so it was a single track. The train would just stop, and the guy would go, right, take your pictures, go on, get on with it. And you know, he'd open Very the nice doors, and welcoming. Obviously. <laughs> and uh, he would let the people take their pictures. And I mean, some of the scenery up there and, and some of the positioning with that train journey, you, you cannot get, because I don't think there's anywhere else you would be able to stand to get those pictures. Just gorgeous. The mountains, the valleys, the, the, the waters, the lochs, everything. It's just, oh, beautiful. Uh, One thing that can start singing Loch Lomond in a minute, Alan. Sorry, one thing that confuses everyone when they arrive in Oban, though, is when you get to Oban train station, Sean, there are two platforms, and they are numbered three and four. So yeah, that is a bit confusing. <laughs> what happened to one and two? Years ago, they used to have a massive train station, and it was all the trains came like actually inside like Queen Street or Glasgow Central, down, down in the city there. But uh, they knocked that down, built a wee hut, effectively, and where hut. platform one and two used to be is now <laughs> a is. Premier Inn. So. Oh, it's so Harry Potter. It's beautiful. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Harry Potter. Um, but uh, very nice, lovely cafe around the corner from the station. You've got the... Uh... All right, this is a bit Scottish tourist board. Come on now. Why <laughs> me? <laughs> oh, I love it. I know, it's a beautiful place. Honestly, go visit. Um, and you get to meet Alan. You just wander into Alan at some point, uh, or he'll wander into you, one of the two. Um, so, Alan, talk us through uh, this, because you, you emailed me in. Uh, to tell us all about because we'd started I think we must have had a conversation around home theatre on one of the shows and I wanted to get into some detail on it because I think when you're buying a home theatre setup, it's really difficult to know what to buy and especially these days there's so many options I mean even I know people think there probably are less options than there used to be but if you really dig into it there are tons of options right I mean your choice is Sonos yes and that is an incredible system. Um, why did you choose Sonos over, say, one of the... Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you'd say higher-end brands because I don't know if you would class it that way, but you're more of an expert than, than me. But there's lots of different brands out there that you can buy when you go to these specialist shops, if they still exist. Yeah, I mean, you've looked at the, the Denon ones and these kind of systems, if you say, but for me, the, the key was simplicity and accessibility. Mm. Um, a few years ago, before the pandemic hit, I went down to Glasgow and I went into the Bose shop and they had a, a full 5.1 system set up in a wee separate room off the uh, to the side of the shop. And it was the, the Bose 700 soundbar at the time. I believe that's been upgraded to the 900 these days. And they had the satellite speakers and the base module set up. And they had a couple of DVDs there that you could stick in, uh, stick on one of the Star Wars ones just for as much noise as possible. Terrible. And it was quite incredible. <laughs> and I really did enjoy the... The, the rumble of the bass, you could feel it through your feet. But the only thing I did find, though, was that two things. Number one, you don't get a real sense because it's not in your own home. And number two, having owned a pair of Bose frames for a couple of years, the Bose apps for setting things up were, well, a hit and a miss, let's put it that way. I think they're a lot better these days. But certainly a couple of years ago, the, the Bose apps with accessibility with voiceover was a bit of a riot, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I heard mm-hmm. a demonstration of the Sonos system 
and sound wise i mean the reviews were off the charts from from what hi-fi all the kind of people who really know what they're talking about and i thought i'll give it a go and especially during lockdown when i thought i'm not going to be going too far not doing too much and i thought can't see the films i've threatened to do this for ages it's time to pull the trigger so what did you buy in the end because obviously there's lots of components to sonos Yes, what I did was I thought right, it's got to be the soundbar first. So I bought the Sonus Arc, which is the 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 high end soundbar. It's currently nine hundred pound. I'm sure it was eight hundred when I bought it, and the sound of that is incredible. If you're being very fussy, if I put my fussy hat on, I would say that the the bass isn't quite what it maybe should be. But that's being that's if you're being very picky. But the sound of it is absolutely incredible. Multiple speakers built in, speakers at the side, upwards firing ones, uh, two at the front, the the voice set, uh, sorry the voice channel in the center, etc. And I had that for about a month before I decided to buy the rear speakers because that's this was the whole plan. And when I purchased the rear speakers, I bought the One SLs, which are the used for the, the rear speakers. And the difference between the One SL and the Ones is the SL don't have the Alexa or Google built in. Because I thought, well, there's only £20 difference, but I'm saving myself 40 quid across two speakers because don't need Alexa or Google built into the rear ones. And I purchased a pair of stands for them. I went shopping on Amazon because the official Son uh, Sonos ones were a little bit expensive for what they were. You're not getting anything better out of them. Mm. And I had that set up for about six months. And I was absolutely loving the sound. And I kept looking back at the, the bass module and I thought, well, I won't I? Will it make that much of a difference? Six months later, I decided, right, I'm going for it. I'm pulling the trigger. And the thing with Sonos is I do believe you get a a 60 day 90 day i can't remember exactly many days uh trial period where you can send it back if it's not for you once i got it in i plugged it in i knew within an hour this isn't going back because the difference the the base module made to the sound the overall sound absolutely incredible i thought how much more how much better can it get because <laughs> even the arc on its own with the rear speakers was absolutely fantastic but when you add that bass in it also means that the arc isn't working so hard on the bass frequencies because obviously the bass module takes over that and the arc um, can concentrate more on what it's meant to be doing and just the overall sound it just adds to it entirely wow i mean sounds amazing like steven said at the beginning here i i, I haven't really dove in dived into um home theater but just because i wasn't sure even where to start you know it, it, there's so many different dolby digital or is it atmos or is it whatever else there is and do i go 7.1 5.1 do i need an encoder and uh, satellite speakers do they need to be the same brand it's just there were so many options now with the likes of these i'm going to say smart speakers but you know what i mean in the case of sonos and stuff in the in the case of these speakers with the wireless nature of them and you can buy them as you did you know in bits and pieces it does seem to have got a lot easier but i mean the expense is still there because you spend nine well 800 pounds on the uh on the bar um and then of course you need the satellite speakers behind and the subwoofer that's still quite a lot of money to put down yeah, definitely. It all adds up, and the, the bar itself, uh, I wasn't too grumpy about the price of that. The rear speakers, not a problem. It was the base where I had a, a wee grump about the price. But I have uh, read not too long ago that inside the Sonos app, some eagle-eyed people have spotted that Sonos are going to be making a smaller sub, a mini sub if you like, 
and it's to be more cylindrical in shape and uh, probably a little bit less power, which probably means a little bit less uh, expense and probably a little less noise for the neighbours as well, to be honest. So, yes, exactly um, right. And when that comes out, that'll obviously be another option as well. So you're talking a... Uh... You've got two speakers at the back, and I mean, what, what do they call that setup? I'm not even sure. Is that a three point one or? That's a five point one. the The way it works is you technically you've got two speakers at the front, left and right, if you want to look at it that way, and then you've got your central channel, which is for the vocal. So that's your three, and then the two behind you that becomes four and five, and the point one is the bass. And it's if you ever hear bass. something, if you ever hear somebody saying five point one point two then that's when you're talking overhead speakers but i don't have any overhead speakers just 5.1 system here wow and the same bar has upward firing uh speakers as well yep upward firing speakers as well which is great when you're listening to something in dolby atmos um and the good thing about the app the app is very accessible with voiceover and even even during the setup process very very accessible no problems at all um everything was pretty straightforward very laid out and you have control over the sound of each one of these speakers so on, on certain films, certainly newer films, uh, I find I need to dial back the bass a little bit. The, sometimes the <laughs> yes. bass is just a little bit too rumbly. I think, oh, neighbours aren't going to like that one. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, Aquaman seems to be the loudest film on the planet. Don't ask me why. Um, not the best film I've ever seen, I've got to say, but um, I had to dial everything back quite a bit then. But then by default, when I first set it up, um, I did notice that the rear speakers were by by default a little bit on the quiet side. So you go into the app and you can just go plus three, plus four. I think it goes all the way up to like kind of plus 15. I've found kind of somewhere around the plus six is quite comfortable unless you want to really push it. Yeah, See, this is the great thing with this because, you know, instead of having to deal with an amplifier that's got, you know, various knobs on it or perhaps a connected app, which, you know, in, in certain the specialist ranges of the high-end audio gear you you're not going to get the accessibility this is a much more mainstream product isn't it so it's it's going to be more accessible thankfully it is more accessible through the app which is brilliant um but i want to ask you about the the daily use cases so this is my issue here if i buy all this if i go out and buy all this thing and, and i've been looking at them and i think you know i was going to hit the buy button and then i think to myself okay so jurassic park and aquaman are going to be amazing but what's Coronation Street going to sound like through it? I uh, know that's a very interesting one because if you're hooked up to TV here in the UK, if you've got your standard channel in Freeview, let's just say one to five, that's channel one to five, funnily enough. But if you change to channel 101, you will get BBC One HD and the same up to channel five uh, in HD. And the difference with that is it's not only HD picture, which some people make the, the mistake of, you'll also get the HD sound. Now, it depends what program is broadcasting in, in what uh, format, but generally you'll get a kind of stereo at the very worst, but then a lot of the time it's Dolby Digital 2.0, but then a lot of the time it's also Dolby Digital 5.1. One of the use cases for this, uh, as an example that I remember writing in the email to you, Stephen, was... Uh, between Christmas and New Year, uh, one of the Muppets films was on the TV and the way it worked was you're sitting in the middle and the Muppets are on stage and the sound of the Muppets singing on stage is coming out of the speakers in front of you, whereas behind you, the crowd were clapping and it felt like you're sitting in the theatre. Mm. And that is just on standard BBC One HD channel. There's no Netflix, there's no Apple TV, no subscription. That is just on the standard channel. As long as you're on the HD channel, and it's broadcasting in it, you will pick up the full 5.1. So which, even for Which films. is good if, yep. you know, the Muppets are on and, you know, who doesn't love the Muppets, right? Yep. But 
Coronation Street, Alan. I, I watch a lot of Coronation Street in this house. We watch soaps around here. And, you know, am I going to... And I'm not saying we don't watch films. Of course we do. But what's that experience like? Is, is it just going to come out of that front speaker? No. Um, as long as you go to the HD channel, you will get the surround. Even the wee uh, bumpers for the music in between uh, ad breaks and stuff, you will feel the, the surround coming around you. may not be in full 5.1, depending on what you're watching, like I said. Um, even something like The Chase. I don't know if you watch The Chase at all, but the sound effects in that for when somebody's caught, for example, there's a big slide of the bass and you can hear it going, and it goes all the way down. And yeah, the sound of the, the buzzers, etc. you'll hear that to the rear speakers as well well um, obviously the vocals still come through the center and it's just a, it, it just adds something to it there, there's no other way of putting it as long as you put it in that hd channel you will get a far better experience no matter what you're watching okay that sounds amazing well to dig into this a bit more though because i mean let's add audio description to the mix sure when it comes to movies uh, obviously that's the way we enjoy them so where does audio description fit now i'm going to guess that in a movie that's presented in 5.1 your voiceover or your your audio description voice will come from the center speaker yes that's absolutely spot on the audio description will always come through the center channel for the vocals as as well the, the dialogue from the actors whereas the rear channels uh, depend on, well if you're watching a film like that in 5.1 they will still be dedicated uh, to whatever sound effects are coming through there for, for example uh, i watched uh, top gun for example and you've got the sound of the jets and when the jets go overhead it almost feels like it goes from the front right to the back right to the back left, to the front left, but it does it extremely quickly, and you just get that swoosh sound around your head, and it is absolutely incredible. But the dialogue, like you say, and voiceover, uh, so not voiceover, sorry. Yeah, the audio description. And the audio description, yeah. audio description all comes through the centre. Now, in some, some instances, though, if you choose the, let's say, on Netflix or Amazon Video, uh, Prime Video, if you choose the audio-described audio track do you lose sometimes the dolby digital the 5.1 does it simply go to you know stereo track yes this is one of my bugbears and i think this is something that hopefully moving forward we will see less and less but the problem we have is it depends how the engineers who have added the audio description track it depends how they've mixed it into the the actual film or tv show that you're watching for example on netflix a lot of their shows that have got audio description tracks or films they will have if it's in 5.1 as standard, then you turn on AD, it's still in 5.1. The majority of them, some of them will go down to stereo. What I've noticed is on Disney+, Plus, they seem particularly bad the way they have done a lot of their mixing because the, the Book of Boba Fett, which is a recent release, uh, and I always think this with a new release, you should have a lot more options for which way to have the sound because if you are not visually impaired, you turn it on and you're getting the full Dolby Atmos, the upward firing speakers and everything in full Bifta, and it's absolutely incredible. If you were to ask where's that sound coming from, it's even difficult to point what direction you think it's coming from because it's just coming from all around you that hence the, the name atmos whereas when you turn on the audio description sadly it doesn't go down to even 5.1 it goes down to stereo now that's not to say that it sounds bad because it's not that your speakers suddenly degrade in any way shape or form but you do certainly lose the wow factor i would that is the big problem mm. and you do lose a bit of uh, volume believe it or not because i've noticed when it when the audio description is mixed in stereo you do need to push the volume up a wee bit and there's no need for it right there's no need for it to be mixed down to stereo for audio description at all i think it is just it's just laziness dare i say it but i think it is 
I think it is laziness. I mean, mixing in Dolby Atmos is certainly a, a relatively new thing. You, you're talking the last few years here. One thing I have discovered in the last wee while, though, I've only just became aware of this, is that things on the Apple TV subscription service, they have uh, all their content in Dolby Atmos also has AD mixed in, which, as far as I'm aware, and if anyone listening knows any different, I would gladly be proven wrong here. As far as I know, that's the only ones that have mixed in AD with Dolby Atmos. I noticed it just recently on the Apple event they did just last month, and they had the AD even for that. So not even for a, a big-time TV show or film, yeah. just for their Apple event, they had it in Dolby Atmos with AD on top of it. And I've not seen that at all across, whether it's the, the HDTV channels I mentioned, or Amazon, or Netflix, or Disney. I've not seen that anywhere else as yet, but hopefully that will change. I've got to also pick up on the bugbear of mine, which is <sighs> Sky and their... Um audio quality is shocking at best. I mean, honestly, I, I watched something on Sky, and it's interesting, if you download it, if you get it on demand, the audio quality is higher than it is on broadcast. And the problem is that all the on-demand content doesn't have audio description, but the linear programming does. So if you want to watch something with audio description, you've got to get it from the, the linear channel. Now, I've watched a show at the minute called Billions, which I really enjoy, and the audio description's there, and it's great, but it's just, it, it feels like it's been, you know, saved down to like a 64-kilobit MP3. Six, C90 cassette. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's been recorded <laughs> on that thing they did Le Claire de la Lune on back in, you know, the 1800s, <laughs> and it just sounds terrible. And um, I, I just, I'm always amazed by how they focus so much on the picture, which I get, I understand that, but take so little interest in, in the audio, considering the fact people are going out and spending thousands of pounds on these systems. It's not like no one cares about the audio. You know, even sighted people care about the audio. So why not improve it? Anyway, that's not really a question to be answered. It's just a point I want to put out there. But, you know, I, I just thought so you were that, asking Alan. Come no, on, Alan, come on, I'll fix it. <laughs> Well, um, to be to be honest, Stephen, that's why I, I ditched Sky a couple of years ago, because the, the audio description wasn't available on demand, and I thought, well, Netflix, Amazon, and everything else is, and so I actually can't comment on how good the, the sound of Sky coming through the the Sonos system is, because I don't have it anymore. No. It will be interesting. You know, that is supposedly coming, and I think for me, I'm, I'm really excited about Sky Glass developing with audio description and also the voice guidance later in the year. I'm hoping that comes, because... You know, just, just from an aesthetic point of view, getting rid of the box, all the cabling, it'd be just really nice to have it all there. And with the on-demand, have with audio description, well, that's going to be a game-changer when that happens. Um, you know, with, with and it should be said with Netflix and everything else. But, yeah, it's a really interesting a really interesting thing. Now, Sonos, uh, you know, price-wise, I mean, I was pricing up the, the whole kit, right? So for the, the Arc, for the Bass, for the two SLs, um, you're looking at roughly, what, 1,600 quids? They're about, you know, if you get a package deal, you can probably get deals on it through the year. Um, There's a lot of money to spend, but you think it's worth it? I think it's absolutely worth it. Um, even old films, I mentioned Top Gun earlier, something like Back to the Future, oh, uh, absolute classic. classic film, one of my absolute favourites. Yeah. And I was too young to catch it at the cinema. It came out when I was six. and But watching it you? now, I'm 43. How, how did I get to see it in the cinema? I don't understand this, because I, <laughs> I was born in 1981, so it came to where you live late, obviously. Have you seen Jules yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're just getting indoor plumbing in Oban. Come on. So. 
So, but even a film like that that I've seen so many times, you know, and and the beauty of that is I don't need to watch that with the audio description on. So I'm going to get the full Dolby Atmos sound and it's been remixed into full Dolby Atmos. And at the start, I was thinking, this isn't overly impressive. But if you know the film well, the bit where Marty turns up in the car park and Doc reverses the car out of the truck, that's when it really kicks in. You're like, wow. That's when it adds a whole different dimension to the whole a film that you've seen a million times it adds something completely different you're hearing things you didn't hear before and you just get a totally different immersive experience watching it because obviously you can't see the pictures but the sound makes such a difference when it's like that sorry that's what i wanted to ask really about so you've got all this audio setup can you see the screen at all do you have a you know 55 inch tv or nothing at all uh, no, I actually have a 55-inch TV, but it might as well be a 5-inch TV because my vision, I can't see a thing. So that's just why I thought, let's get the sound as good as possibly can be and take it from there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'm all for it. Alan, it's been really interesting talking to you today. And, uh, you know, I, I, you've got so much information about lots of different things. I mean, we were just chatting before we started about... Um, audio editors and I, I, we could talk all day about that um, but it's just really interesting having you on today thank you so much for coming on I really appreciate it and thanks for that big email as well I wasn't going to even attempt to try and do it justice <laughs> so I'm really glad you were able to come on uh, Alan uh, best of luck say hello to Oban for me I will do thanks for inviting me on guys and don't forget that you can keep in touch with our show we'll give you all the details on how you can do that you can share your thoughts share your demos share whatever you like share um well <laughs> share your not. sweets yeah crisp yeah exactly actually that's a good point yeah can you send <laughs> can you send candy by email hmm I wonder if we're working on that. It sounds like a Willy Wonka type thing that it does yeah never worked out did it never mind anyway uh aside all that thanks for listening Sean thank you Thank you. We'll catch you again next time. And yeah, that'll be tomorrow. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.